everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 410 for the week of January 21st, 2017. I'm Chris Privetier here bringing you the week's RPG news. Joining me this week, Alice Wilkinson. Yep. Alex Fuller. We'll say yep. Anna Marie Privetier. Yep, 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 yep. No, 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 no. Wait, are we doing Muppets or Sesame Street? What are we doing? Yep, 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 yep. And you, the dear listener, thank you for joining us. I hope you're watching us live at twitch.tv. You can catch us there every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Let's jump into it. People have been playing video games and trying to take their minds off of inaugural type events. So, Anna, I understand it that a game you've been waiting for a long time came. Yeah. So, I have played World of Warcraft this week. Um, there was a cool week. You waited quest. a long time for World of Warcraft? I did. Well, oh, I'm doing okay. the things that are least interesting to the things that are most interesting. That's right. You're back in. Yes. Yeah, and uh, choke up on that mic for us. Thank you. I am. Good. And, uh, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. I've been slowly working on my elemental shaman. We finally have a pocket tank in our guild, which makes queuing up for things way easier. And so, Is, is that like an item in your you. bag that you just click on and now you have a tank in your group? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you go click. I love that. Yeah, you, you just type in the 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 less than sign and then the three, and then you hit enter. You <laughs> do that in guild chat, and all of a sudden there's a tank. Also, pizza gets delivered. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been doing um, world quests every day. I've been queuing for dungeons. I've been doing raids. I'm My eye level is slowly but surely creeping up. And I'm I'm having fun, and I've also been playing Dragon Ball Fusions, which Fusion, I finished. Ha! <laughs> yes, and so I hear that a lot. Yes, you do. Um, I thought I was stuck partway through the week because um, one of the things that it does is as you recruit people, they are one of five races. So they can be Earthlings, Saiyans, Offworlders, Aliens, or Namekians. And so as you recruit people from those races, you can hold more energy. And so there was a... a and you use that energy to break into um, new barriers or new locations. And uh, I was totally low on energy. And I couldn't figure out why I was so low on energy. So I basically flew around for like four or five hours recruiting people. And then I was able to break the an- banner or barrier. And then I discovered after breaking that barrier that that's actually a post-game location and I had nothing to do there. Ah, nice. <laughs> so I just continued on with the story. So recruiting people's fun but kind of tedious. Um, basically, you have to build up an energy meter so that you can get, do a... Uh, what was that attack called? It was the Zenkai same- power. Yeah, Zenkai. Oh, Zenkai power. I don't know. It's it's a song. Yeah, so you do I a don't Zenkai really know what attack. It means. Alice, you- what does Zenkai power mean? Uh, Zenkai just means all. Well, it means all power by itself. Oh, so it's power, power. Yeah, all the power, like power. It's powerful power. I guess it's your ultimate attack, then, Anna. No, because that's different. Oh. That's my fusion. Ha! No, that's fusion. That's not an ultimate attack. Oh, okay. But anyways, um, if you KO someone with a Zenkai, 
um, you have a very high chance of recruiting them. So occasionally, it fails. Click. Hold on. The cool Alice, you're clicking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing is, is that the game doesn't tell you this, is that you can actually recruit multiple people within a single battle. And so there was actually one point where I like desperately needed off-worlders because my purple energy was too low. I just couldn't save up enough of it. And so I recruited all five people in from a random encounter. That took some finagling because it's actually hard to build up Senkai power. So yeah. Um, and then I kind of went through and I was really worried that I wasn't going to finish the game by Friday. And Friday night, I finally, uh, Friday morning, Thursday night, I got to the final boss. And Friday morning, I tried to beat the final boss and he whooped my arse. Yeah. So then I spent a couple of hours finishing side quests and getting a couple of extra levels. And I like fed play coins into the move machine and like powered up all of my moves. And then I went back and kicked the boss's butt. And roll credits. Yay. Yay. And so, then you had post game with yeah. Hercule. <laughs> so you don't want to spoil this. Um, the whole premise of the game is that you're trying to figure out who is the best fighter in all of time and space. And so you do as part of post game. The, the main game actually doesn't have you winning the tournament, which is kind of funny. Um, it ends in a draw between the two main characters, you and your hey, rival. You're spoiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not really a spoiler. It ends in a draw. And so in post game, you actually do need to go take out the champion and I won't tell you who it is but they are very powerful very very powerful well it's not exactly a huge list of people that it could be but well who do you think it would be Alice remember it's this, someone that is this conversation very ends in powerful <laughs> mm -hmm. let's talk after the show <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then it was done. Yay! And so I decided that it was going to be all the Toriyama week, and I booted up Dragon Quest Eight. Yep. Da -da -da -da, da -da -da -da. And so I have never played Dragon Quest Eight. What's wrong with you? And Well, it came out at a funny time in my life. Oh, all right. And in fact, that was something that I was talking about on Twitter. People were like, how did you miss Dragon Quest Eight? And I'm like, ah... I was either homeless or working three jobs. I don't really remember what I was. So now here you are playing a decidedly inferior version of Dragon Quest Eight. How are you liking it? Uh, since I'm not the audiophile that you are, I think it sounds fine. It is. N it is inferior to the PS2 version because it does not have the awesome orchestrated music. And I don't care because it has voice acting. Whee! So did the PS2. I know, but it sounds really good. I thought it was going to sound kind of crummy. Mm-hmm. So I've got my Oi Gov. Yangus. Yep. And a horse. Mm-hmm. And Medea. a little troll. Trode. Yeah. And apparently the horse is a princess. Yeah. And I asked if a Listen. horse could be a princess on Twitter, and I kind of got spammed with my little ponies. My little ponies, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So my question for you is, um, have you entered anybody's monstrous pit? What? Okay. You get back to me when you do. Mm -mm. I'm scared. Yeah. So I went to the waterfall cave and I ran around the waterfall cave and then I got to the boss um, who can't say things right and then he kicked my butt. 
So I went back Wait, to town. I'm seeing here that mon- battles are. Uh, you see monsters on the screen now yes. before you run. They're not random. Correct. What kind of Dragon Quest is this? Well, and it, it's done so much better so far than Dragon Quest Seven did it. Yeah. Because if you're on the road, you are 99% safe, which you could not necessarily say about Dragon Quest. Sometimes, oh, yeah. a lot of times, it was actually better for you to like cut across a field. Um. But just to reduce the amount of time that you can run into a random battle. No. So that you would avoid the enemies that had spawned in the middle of the it, road. What, it was random before. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about in 7. Yeah, I'm talking Your about seven in 7. Remake. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Seven There's remake. a fast forward mode. Have I, you used it? No, because I don't know how to use it. Okay. It's probably in the options. Yeah. Um, Do, have you have an alchemy pot yet? No. Nope. Oh, you haven't gotten that far? No. Nope. Okay. That's so, important. I, I went to go get the crystal ball and he kicked my butt. So I no. went back to town and I bought a bigger hammer. <laughs> now Yang That sounds some. like Dragon Quest. Yep. Now <laughs> Yang buy... smooshes things. I went and bought a bigger. What are you doing leaving a town before buying all the possible upgrades? I know how to Don't you know how money. to RPG? Oh, don't do this. Do you know me. you don't know how to it's RPG? It's Dragon Quest. You buy the best things before you leave town and then you're sad because you get to the next town and realize that you couldn't have afforded all of that stuff anyway. So it's probably better that you load it up at the previous town. Mhm. Our cats are insane. Yeah, they're just I don't know what they're doing. Just, They've okay. got a race going on. <laughs> it's like narrow, narrow, narrow. Yeah, nobody can hear this though, so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm not very far. Um, I like the voice acting. It's the music is definitely Dragon Quest, but it sounds really different from seven, which I really appreciate because I played a crap ton of seven and I didn't want to listen to that music again for another 80 hours. So now I'm running around in the cave and I'm going to try to get up to level eight or so and then try that guy again. So in Dragon Quest eight, there are stat points. And so... Um, every character has like a, a choice to dump their stat points into like six different kinds of weapons and then a trait that's unique to them. So like for my hero, his trait is courage. And as you put stat points into each of these categories, you unlock special things to do. Oh, I just found out they changed Jessica's voice actor in this version. No, oh, sorry. Her original VA is retired. Oh, wow. And they had to add scenes for things I don't spoil for you. Okay. Huh. So they redid all of her lines? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm liking it so far. TTS, not including the Force 30-second battle, was at about 35 minutes. So here, just to... I just read something that's making me even more upset about this music situation. Oh, the English PS2 version had the orchestrated music, while the Japanese PS2 version did not. It had uh-huh. the music you're listening to now. Uh-huh. The Japanese 3DS version had orchestrated music, uh-huh. and the US 3DS version does not. Chris? <laughs> what? Answer me this honestly. I care. Are you ever going to play this game? I don't know. I'm reading some of the changes, and I kind of want to. Oh. They they um they added interesting things. I just want to, I'll probably YouTube them because okay. this game is so long. Yeah, and I mean, most of the stuff that they added is like late in the game or mm-hmm. post-game. Like, there's completely different endings, it looks like. Huh, cool. Or, or, well, sort of. Like, different things you can do in the ending that's, that's weird that I wouldn't expect them to well, do. Well, and there's two new characters, but I'm pretty sure they're both post-game. Uh, no. No. One of them you'll just get during the course of the game. The other cool. one you have to go out of your way to recruit. Yeah, okay. 
Which is weird because this party system wasn't swappable before. I guess so, it's swappable I now. I guess so. <laughs> so yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm really early in the game. Mm-hmm. So what have you been playing, Chris? <laughs> Chris. What? Less reading of patch notes during well, the they censored pod- part of this thing. Chris. What the hell? Put it aside. What have you been playing? <sighs> Alex, what have you been playing? He's an idiot. Alex isn't I'm confused here. what he's doing. I'm reading. He's <laughs> reading about the changes between the PS2 and 3DS version of Dragon Quest VIII, and I can't get him to stop. So we're going to skip him and go to you next. It's a really good article on RPG site. What do you want from me? <sighs> Alex. Okay. Please. Uh, that's yeah. That's probably not going to happen, but I'll try. Yeah. Okay. So what do I do? Yeah, I finished off the fruit of Grisaya. Ooh, did you review it? Novel. No, because it's a visual novel. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's not really something that's worth RP game reviewing, and it's probably not one that's going to have much interest outside the people who are already. They've already got it, so. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it is a straight visual novel, unashamedly Japanese, whatever, so. I mean, once it actually locked into the route that I took, it was good, but basically you had loads of scenes beforehand of just not much happening. Just people being crazy people. Okay. Did you play anything else but, this week? Um, well, mostly I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Ooh. I see a bunch of people playing 14 on Twitter. How come, yeah. what, how come all of you well, guys went back suddenly? 3.5. It's out. Yeah. Gotcha. I wonder if it works oh, the main on reason, Mac. Yeah. I think oh. Mac went back, so that basically drags me and Glenn back into it as well. It's what are Mac's goals, to... though? How long will he be around, uh, do you think? Mac's initial goal is to get to the point where he can start Heaven's Ward stuff. He's getting there. He has made quite a lot of progress. I think he's at like two point four now. <laughs> I like I like just counting through the patches of progress. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think the stuff I was doing I did I think I finished the three point four story stuff yesterday and I also did my first run of Weeping City of Nouns. Um that's not a match. Yeah. Mahatch. Yeah, I can't yeah, I can't figure out some nouns, so it's a weeping city of nouns. <laughs> yeah, just wait, just just wait, just wait until you get to to Dunskeith or however you meant to pronounce. Oh it. yes, I did. I did just unlock that. Yes, um, it's Gaelic, I think. I, I, the pronunciation is lost on me. Yeah, Dunskeith. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. What you but guys yes, are, just... are English? You don't speak Welsh? No. It, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't equivalent I, uh, languages? No, and intimating that someone who's English should speak Welsh is, as far as I have been told, super offensive and super ridiculous. It's like asking someone who lives in Europe whether they speak Spanish. Maybe, but why the hell does it matter? If you wanted a more ridiculous example, try asking someone who has never stepped foot in Cornwall if they speak Cornish. Like the hens? Yes, Chris. Like the hens. You can talk to little chickens? No? Oh, that's Anna, not how can it works, you just, is it? Can you, can you just go and punch him for me? 
Second it. Hang on. What can Second I, it. What can I throw? Don't, don't throw anything on your desk. Your can desk I is too disorganized throw. right now. Oh, 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 I found something. Hang oh, on. no. Hang on. If you land this in my coffee, I'm going to be so upset. Eh. Ow. <laughs> it bounced off my head. <laughs> it works. I, I shall. also like when Anna throws something, she goes, eh. <laughs> you can listen to it on the replay. You'll hear it. All right. So, yeah, I'm basically slowly catching up with Final Fantasy XIV stuff. And aside from that, I was playing NHL 17, basically continuing my Calgary Flames franchise. <laughs> Wait, you're playing the Flames? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Bearing in mind that I literally cheer for like the most, the easternmost team and the westernmost team in Canada, and none of the ones in the middle. Yeah, that's just the one I ended up picking. Okay. But I need a new goalkeeper, so I end up trading for Matt Murray. Respectable. And no one knows who that is. No, I don't. I bet Anna does. I the name is certainly familiar to me. He's Penguins goalie. Thank you. Yeah, that's about it. Cool. All right. I've been playing games, Anna Marie. Okay. I finished Fire Emblem Birthright. Yay! Which, by the way, counterintuitively, has a much sadder ending than Fire Emblem Conquest. It's it really does. weird. <laughs> but whatever. Neither of them are the real ending. I'm set up now for Conquest, or Revelations, rather. But I'm not going to play it just yet. Because I got, well, next time my 3DS up is finishing up Kirby Planet Robobobobot. Which, by the way, if you haven't played Kirby Planet Robobot, and I've said this in the past, months ago, when I actually first played it, it's a really good game, and they do fun things. So, play that. It's not especially challenging, um, unless you collect all the cubes, and that like is what you want to do to like actually get all you can out of the stages. But it's a good little Kirby platformer. Alright, enough said. Back to RPGs, or things that we cover like their RPGs. I got pulled in to some sort of man desire for Zelda, and so I'm playing the Wind Waker HD. Yay! And I'm really enjoying watching him play it. And it's fun because all the sound effects from the Zeldathon marathon we watch seem to have come from the Wind Waker, and so we're hearing them all as we go, and like, oh, that's that donation sound. Oh, that's dona- that donation sound. Uh, so that is... Uh, th- you guys might be surprised to hear this, but Wind Waker's like actually a really good game. And so highly recommend that, but uh, I don't know that there's anything I can add of substance to that discussion at this point in time. Do you think? <laughs> Do we want to talk about the Wind Waker HD? Up to you. I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> the Wind Waker HD, a Zelda game. In this game, you sail a lot, and then you pick up treasure. And then you sail some more. And then you go into a dungeon and have fun. And then you sail some more. And then you go to an auction and you win the fast sail. And all of a sudden your sailing is happy times. And then uh, you get sucked up in a water fountain and get deposited some random place on a map. Thus ends my book report on the Wind Waker HD. Thank you. So I've uh, I've just picked up the Master Sword and it's really good. And... Um, uh, highly recommend it. Um, so I'm following... Uh, what was I doing, Anna? I'm following a 100% speedrun guide. Um, and I love this because it's written from a perspective of 
people who already know everything there is to know about the game and all the all the tricks, all the little shortcuts you can do, all these weird speedrunning techniques. And this is just a list of notes about your route, like just to keep you on pace of like, here's what you should go next for the optimum time um, through the game. And so I don't know any of those tricks. I don't know any of the things in the game. I don't. I haven't played this before. So it's a really good guide for efficiently spending my time in the game without spoiling any of the puzzles or any of the exploration for the most part. Um, it just helps keep me on track of here's what you should go now to optimize your, your time spent with the game. And I adore um, how that's working out for me. So... For me, this is working pretty well, um, and I just thought that was fun, and I might try that with Twilight Princess next. We'll see how that goes, um, or if I'll be too zelded out by the end of Wind Waker. Um, but my uh, my initial goal here, which I, I never follow through on these goals, so here's my grandiose goal so you can guys can make fun of me when I don't do it, um, <laughs> is to play through uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword before Breath of the Wild comes out. Well, you're going to get one of those done. Yeah, none of that's going to happen. Um, I still have Final Fantasy 15 to finish, keep in mind. And I should do that sooner rather than later so that I can go and experience the Chocobo Festival, which we'll talk about later. But uh, anyway, it's nice to have ideals out there that I can then ignore and fail on. So, the end. All right. Alice, right? You're next? Yep. Would you Something play like that? Um, well, I was also playing Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Um I was kind of already ready for patch 3.5 because um, I did a lot of Alexander running uh, back when 3.4 came out. Um, so I've just been jumping into that. Um, that Dun, Dunscaith place, um, that is one hell of an encounter to wake people up. The first, like, as soon as you load in, there's a boss fight, like, right in front of you. No, no trash, no nothing. It's literally you zone in, and in front of you, there's the little line thing, and there's a boss, okay. and there aren't any rail, and there aren't any railings. No railings. Yeah, That's no railings. Um, so it is the boss fight that will wake everyone up or will kill you. Why are people uh, sleeping? That's what I don't understand in your in your. Story well, here. the thing about the thing about going into um. Uh, 24 person content was kind of had the similar thing that um, LFR did in World of Warcraft in that there was usually like, I don't know, one person per alliance who seems to be asleep at the keyboard. You know, they're just kind of sleepwalking their way through and hoping the rest of the team can kind of prop them up. But the first encounter in Dunscaith is very, uh, there's, there is a lot of movement involved with it. So it kind of really wakes you up. And it's quite tricky. I think out of the three um, Void Arc raid instances that they've done for Heavenswood, uh, mm-hmm. I think Dunscaith is definitely the hardest of the three. So, job, so good, job, good, job, you... good job, Square Enix. You killed people. <laughs> Did you get all your Carbuncle costumes yet? Yep. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can, I can, I can redo my. So now it looks like I you have redo. a family of Eevees. Yeah. I love yeah, it. it. Does. Uh, is this the the containment bay Z one T nine? Is this the thing you're talking about, or is this a different? No, one? that's the that's, that's the warring triad. Okay. Yeah, that's the last part of the war. This is looking bad triad. because the floor disappears over the course of the fight. I bet you don't want to stand where the floor goes away. No, you don't want to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. Cont- uh, Containment Bay is the last part of the Warring Triad, which is against uh, Zervan, the demon. So we've already killed we've already killed Sophia the goddess, and we've already killed um, Sephiroth the fiend. Okay. Oh, so looks you like, have. <laughs> so it looks like there's beast tribe quests. Have you done any of those? That would like no, because I never really, I never I never really started doing them. Oh, okay. There's a lot of dancing going on in this video, which I don't understand. Yeah, the beast tribe quest is how you unlock the Moogle dance. Oh, okay. Uh, more uh, also a, Oh, go yep. ahead. Uh, there is a side quest as well to get a forward slash spectacles emote. Which is like the greatest thing ever. You just put some spectacles on? Or? No, 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 no. You adjust your glasses. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you Which have to good, unlock it via a quest. Yep. Right. Which involves a lot of people shifting the glasses on the on the across the bridge of their nose. So I'm looking at Hildebrandt. His monocle has been cracked. That's sad. That happens to him frequently. Oh, okay. We've got some uh, new that's... hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he runs his suits quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. Um, what else do I actually have left? I didn't do some out hard yet. Um. You can I'm dress up like Squall now? Uh, that's the next veteran reward. Oh, okay. So we've already had a, a Zidane outfit. Mm. Uh, and then the last one, apparently, for the, the next veteran reward is... You can is, get golden uh, fishing rods, it looks like, too. Yeah, so I, I think one of the other things, if you get um, the gatherer or the crafting classes up really high, you can get golden crafting tools. But I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not much of a crafter. So, do any of you have one of the the newer race that was added in Heavensward? Uh, I have. I play an Aura. Okay. Yeah, they're sixty percent. Sixty percent what? Dragon by Girls volume. by volume. Wait, <laughs> the, what? It's our it's our free it, our, our free company description in in it's fourteen. Sixty percent Dragon Girls by volume. Well, it used to be it used to be sixty percent Cat Girls by volume. Okay, and, and everyone then, switched. And then half, and then half of us race changed to our art, and then it became now 60% Dragon Girls by volume. Why do you think everyone wanted to become a Dragon Girl instead of a Cat Girl? Just boredom? Don't know. Well, yeah. Okay. It's nice to have a change. Right. Um, I actually, I edited it as a bit of a joke. I actually think several people shifted around. Um, the uh, the guy called Scrawny Ankle Biter was, started the game as a Lalafell, and I think he's a Cat Girl now. Okay. It's growing so, up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so more Final Fantasy XIV is always good. I'm still going through this trailer that Square Enix put out. There's so much crap in this patch. Yeah, uh, that, well, that's, that's kind of what they do. They they stick a bunch of stuff in, and then they do like a 10-minute long trailer for it. And then it's like you got to go somewhere else to actually find out how to do all this stuff, right? Well, most of it's fairly self-explanatory because it's closing off or finishing off a number of storylines that already okay. exist. So the, the game quest will take you there, yeah. Yeah, so even if you're jumping onto those uh, quest chains like during this patch, like, for example, I haven't done most of the Hildebrand quest line yet, um, it'll basically be where the previous quest chain ended at the end of the last patch. Okay. And usually they're in fairly obvious locations. Like Yeah, they'll, they'll be in stuff, places where you're going naturally anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it took me longer than I should have realized that the getting the um, carbuncle costumes required you to actually, you know, visit the Alch- the uh, Arcanist Guild. 
I haven't been there in ages. Mm. <laughs> I needed to. And then so, um, I like this is just called the diadem. I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's a new zone. Oh, it was um, it was an an area accessible by um airship that they added in uh three point one. Oh. By free company airship. Oh. Uh, it was meant to be a kind of place where you could do things like uh, kill enemies or gather. Or it was. It, I never actually went there myself, um, but they they revamped it a little bit and put it back in. So ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. No, I never did anything with the airship stuff. We do have a couple of people in the free company who very dedicatingly, you know, restock our airship and keep sending it out on missions. But <laughs> I'm not one of them. <laughs> So, there's a Ketchy in this trailer. Okay. A what? Ketsif. How how do you, oh, how do you yes. pronounce it? It's a Ketchy. It's a Ketchy, but I don't know how people actually say it. Oh. Most people just say Ketsif, even though I think that's incorrect. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's related um, to Dunscape, apparently. Yeah, so the 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 Voidark series revolve okay. around that character. Okay. Oh crap! That reminds me, I actually forgot to add a game to my playlist. <gasps> what did you forget to add? Um, well, I mean, it's a little bit funny considering Why does what it, we've... Hold on, hold on. Why does Dunscape look like you're entering a castle that comes out of Kingdom Hearts or something? Yeah, that's what I thought, but okay. yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> it really does look like that. <laughs> it does, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Hollow Bastion. Yeah. All right, continue. What did, What else did you play? Sorry. <laughs> uh, have a look at my now played list. I, I've got this end. video up still. I can't see it. Oh, uh, I have also been playing Final Fantasy XI. Oh, of course! <laughs> what are you doing in eleven so, now? So before patch 3.5 came out, I decided to go and finish some stuff in Final Fantasy XI. And I did, shockingly. What'd you finish? Um, I did finish the Wings of the Goddess storyline. Oh, last. good for you. I think that's uh, the last of the major storylines. No. Uh, oh, there's no, a I, whole I expansion after that. <laughs> No, I did. Um, I I did Seekers as well. Actually, oh, okay. thinking about it, okay. I did Seekers first. All I right. did Seekers of Adulin, and then I did uh, Wings of the Goddess as well. All right. It kind of helps. I was pretty much. Uh, I was in the start of the last chapter of the Wings of the Goddess storyline before I stopped last time. That means with finishing those, I think you're ready to unlock some more. Um, uh, whatever they're called, the parts of that end game thing that give you bonuses. Um, shoot. Oh, the capacity point system? Uh, no, the uh, the the little crystals that you get as part of... Uh... Oh, the Abyssia stuff. Nope. Yes? I'm confused. Nope. Voidwatch? <laughs> uh, uh, uh... Nope. <laughs> uh, like Rhapsodies, the Rhapsodies. Rhapsody of Vanity, oh, Rhapsody of Red, Rhapsody of Ruby, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I already, I already have all those. I thought you needed to finish the storylines to get some of them. No. Okay. No, no, you don't. You only get those just by doing the Rhapsodies of Vanity storyline, which I did ages ago. Well, you have to... I actually know that there are some of those that I'm blocked off of getting because I haven't progressed far enough in Wings of the Goddess. So. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. But it's it doesn't matter. You You... You were obviously way further than I was, and so that I mean, didn't stop you. I know that there is. I know you get bonuses to capacity point gain for how many storylines you finished. I wasn't aware yes. that any of the the you know what it is. Items. Yeah. So what it is is if you haven't met certain characters in those storylines, the Rhapsodies of Vanadil parts that reference those characters, you can't trigger those yet. 
is what it is. Yeah, although meeting those characters sh- shouldn't really take very long. I think you're you right. Maybe I've already done it, and I'm just misremembering. Because yeah, and even then, once you actually meet them and then clear the Associated Rhapsody's Vanadil mission, it unlocks all of their cutscenes, yes. I believe. So that you can uh, you can watch it instead of playing it. <laughs> yes. Although, to be honest, I have... With the only parts of... Um, the only storylines that I haven't cleared now are the um, the two other nation ones. I never did Sandoria or Bastok. I did Windust. I did on rank 10. I did that ages ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't do the three mini add-ons, the ones that they released in between Wings of oh, the really? Goddess and okay. Abyssia. They actually so, made part, some of those easier to trigger progress in, I think. So. Yeah, and I, I, I just don't think I ever actually... Um, I don't think I ever actually... Uh, like picked up on those after they nerfed the difficulty of them, mm-hmm. and I could probably face roll them now. I'm uh, sure you those, could. Those 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 three add-ons predate a time in which the level cap got right raised. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, you know, I'm what level ninety nine with one one nine equipment. Those things should be a complete cakewalk. But speaking of, for yeah, your, just, so let's let's talk eleven since uh, it's, what else are we going to talk about on this show? Um, the your equipment. <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, what sort of equipment are you are you rocking with? Did you do reforged artifact armor? Are you are you just using um, uh, the whatever it is the sparks? No, better than sparks. Out of the things where you run around killing monsters, and you clear waves, and then you get to a higher tier of wave, and then you clear more waves. Oh, alluvian. Yeah, alluvian yeah, skirmishes. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple. I did have a couple of bit. My my samurai, for example, is entirely kitted out with stuff from Alluvian. Um, I've been using the new stuff uh, to do my thief for the moment. What is the new stuff? So the am, ambusca, ambuscade. Oh, ambuscade. Okay. Yeah, which is actually surprisingly easy, depending on. It do, really do depends. Do you need a party on, for that? No. Oh. Trust. You can do it entirely with trusts. Oh, cool. So I can at the moment with the, they changed the monster that you fight every month, and okay. unfortunately, when I started doing it, uh, they had a monster with a charm effect that I either didn't know how to avoid or it was unavoidable. Thing is, if you get charmed by a monster, it unsummons all your trusts. Oops. Uh, however, this time, this month, the monster is a flan, and you just have to deal with. AOE damage, so have a good healer trust, basically. Who's your and healer trust of choice? Apuru. Oh, I don't have him. You have to unlock him somehow. I have him. You have to be. You have to be in Apuru's unity to use Apuru. Oh, okay. Although I think um, there are a couple of others that will suffice. Ferris Coffin would do. Yep. Um, and yeah, also a good tank. So like Amchuchu or um. Gesho. Actually, less so Gesho. AoE damage don't 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 gel well with. Isn't them. August the tank you want for most things? Yeah, but getting August takes is a, a while. massive yep. pain. <laughs> yeah. I I just no. Okay. <laughs> just no. That one actually requires like player assistance to get. Yeah. Just because of the diff- just because of the difficulty that it required in actually picking him up. Once you actually get him, I mean, feel free to use him for literally everything. <laughs> so, are you still in the same uh, link shell? Uh, yes, I think it was the same one you were in as yep. well. Yep, yep. Um, 
Yeah, so the the ambuscade drop um the currency that you get from Am- ambuscade uh gives you one one nine equipment. So that's what I've been getting, basically. And so and, and I assume that's the hardest level that you're able to do solo is the one one nine? Yeah, which is normal. Normal okay. ambuscade is one one nine, which is normal mode. Um, and it's quite easy. And also, um, there's, there's, there's the currency that you get from it. Um, you you get some for 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 clearing. You get like a hundred for clearing normal, which is fine. But also, um, this currency resets every month when they change the the monster in that you fight. Uh, but they also keep a running total each month of how much you've got total. So I have like an entire set of. I think it's like. Um, I can't remember the type of armor it is. It's I, I would use it on my blue mage because it's one of the few that can equip it. Um, but I just got that just from doing it a few times. I get like free armor. Cool. And it's one one nine. It's entry level one one nine, but it's better than the one one seven you get from the the star sparks. NPCs. Is it better yeah. than the alluvian or not? I think it kind of. I think. I think. Yeah. The thing is, um, I don't know how upgradable the ambuscade stuff is. So the alluvian. The alluvian. You don't want to spend time upgrading the alluvian stuff, do you? Really? I wouldn't think that's worth your time at this. It depends. It depends on how. It depends on how easy you find getting the upgrade materials. If you're the kind of person that can trip across upgrade materials like nobody's business, then it is actually worth your time. Okay. Because um, if you can get to a point where you can start soloing stuff in Escher, that's when you can start picking up stuff that's equivalent level higher. Even though Square Enix is deathly afraid of showing something with an item level higher than 119. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it, although it looks, on the surface, looks like horizontal progression, there is tiers there is no yeah, unquestionably there are tiers in fact they added so artifact armor once you reforge it becomes item level 119 um but yep. then you can plus one it and plus two it and now they added a plus three and it's yep. still all 119 but it's clearly superior so it's like yeah okay and whatever. also there's things like um they can you can now reforge your af3 to plus one as well jeez oh, which requires some truly frightening drops to do. I made a spreadsheet of all those upgrades for the for that stuff and added up costs. Uh, it is, yeah, any upgrading I, that upper level stuff. Ugh. Good I, luck. At the very least, I have actually found it very easy to farm up the Rem's Tale chapters that you need for that for those upgrades. Yeah, that is um, kind of the, the least other, of your worries at this point. Yeah, it's the other items. Some of those are not cheap. No, so you have to like do the things they drop from, which involves getting a party and basically doing all the stuff that turn people off from uh, turn many people off from Final Fantasy XI to begin with is what you have to do to upgrade the higher tier armor. And it's like, eh, I don't want to organize all that. Um, yeah, which is why mostly I've been sticking to stuff that gets you one one nine stuff, like through alternative means. Which then, like, so like Alluvian and stuff. And like so that. here's here's what happens if you're one of these coming back to Final Fantasy eleven type players and enjoying all the stuff you can do on your own. You spend time grinding this gear and you get some good gear, like Alice is talking about. And you have like, oh, look at all this cool gear I got. Now I can go and do the next tier. And you realize one, no, you can't because you can't solo it. Mm-hmm. Two, that you need to do parties and stuff which you didn't want to do to begin with, and you were coming back because you couldn't do. Three, you realize. Even if I do all this and get this gear, what am I doing it for? Oh, right. The only 
purpose to have this gear is to do higher tier content that involves doing stuff with parties and guilds, which I didn't want to do to begin with. That's why I left. So then you realize, okay, well, what can I do with all this stuff? And the answer is, well, if you've done all the story content, you're kind of done. <laughs> so I don't know. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> So it's like really fun to get your le- your numbers up because you for people who are addicted to grinding and feeling more powerful like I think we are but uh then after a while you you hit a wall and realize oh I guess I'm done oh well go back to 14 <laughs> so well, I, I, mean, I, I was, don't know if your experience was, is that but yeah yeah that was very it's kind of broadly similar to my experience yeah mm-hmm. I will probably go and th- finish those other three add-on scenarios that I never finished just so I can say, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, if you have story left even, to do, then you can just walk I'm, through it with your cool gear, right? <laughs> I might even well, I might even switch nation and do theirs as well. Ah. Why not? Yeah. You know, the, 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 the rank 10 fights are... I think the only reason I lost the rank 10 one when I did Windows was I let the NPC die. <laughs> because you have to kill... In the Windows one, you have to kill two enemies, not one. I'm pretty sure in the other two, it's it's a one-on-one situation mm. yes you have to keep the npc alive in all three of them but only the windows ones you have to fight two npcs and he stands in the aoe's like a dumbass <laughs> tell us how you really feel <laughs> oh just yeah. have I... you finished all the rhapsodies of vanadil storyline by the way yes i have okay I have yeah not. i did that back i did that back when it was current mm. um so I had uh, there was a couple of other things I've been playing. <laughs> oh yeah, put some more time into Stellaris. Hey Stellaris, I like Stellaris. Um, I did manage to trigger one of those fairly lengthy, uh, fairly lengthy event chains that was uh, patched in to patch one point four, the Horizon Signal events, um, which was one of the ones that they touted as being written by that author whose name temporarily escapes me. Alexis Kennedy. Uh, yes, for which the patch is named after. Um, which, uh, although I didn't keep the outcome, uh, does have a very interesting final outcome, or one of the final outcomes, depending on your dialogue choices. I'm not I don't know what it. you're talking about, but okay. Well, needless to say, I hope you don't get too attached to your home system. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I have been I have been putting quite a fair amount of time into that. Um, my current empire, which I've gone um, xenophile militarist materialist, I spread. Um, I am currently in the year twenty three eighty nine. I haven't hit an endgame crisis yet, and I've already defeated one fallen empire and taken all the stuff. I, uh, yeah, actually, no, it wasn't even a fallen empire. It was an awakened empire. I took all his stuff, so I colonized his ring world. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. just to rub it in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's now the jewel of my empire. It's pretty <laughs> cool. I'm thinking of moving my capital down there, actually. It's actually in a pretty good location. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I've been playing is World of Warships, because I. What's wrong with you? Clearly a masochist. What what do you mean? What's wrong with me? Isn't I, that bad? It's free to play, right? Yeah. And because they want your monies. Yes, and All right. I don't know. So is it different Chris, than World of Tanks? It's just on water now. Yeah, pretty much. And oh, there's and planes just... too, huh? 
Oh, uh, yeah, because it's an aircraft carrier, although I haven't unlocked any yet. So, oh. So I would think so. World of Tanks involves taking cover and moving around. I gotta think things yeah. are a little less mobile when you're in World of Warships. You say, you say that, yeah, but you you haven't really lived until you've seen a good montage of uh, people and destroyers dodging torpedo barrages <laughs> to uh, music from Initial D. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've I've got a good one for you here. So I keep this one on standby. <laughs> Where is it? There we go. Linked it in Skype chat for you. Oh, thank you. I need to see this. Yeah, you do. And this is someone. This is someone dodging torpedoes in a cruiser. This person's hacking, right? Wasd no. hacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, WASD hacks is a reference to uh, people who actually steer their ships as opposed to tunnel visioning and just. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, focusing people and and then continuing to steer in a straight line because they're trying to focus. No, you've got to use you've got to use your movement. You've got to you've got to actually kind of you know move your ship a little bit. It is okay. very funny though. So I'm just watching someone attack a ship here. Oh, I guess help it, having the music would help, which I don't have. But yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I can torpedo beat too. Okay. All right. So this is not very good audio. All right. Hi. Um, <laughs> are we done with the not plane? Yes. All right. Oh, just go around that buoy. There you go. There you go. There you go. Drift. Drift on the water. Okay. M- muffled. You're a beat playing in the distance. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's time for news, Anna. Beep, 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 beep. If we haven't put you to sleep, talk about 11 and 14. Um, I don't think we have much about them left, so don't uh, don't worry. First story. The pers- uh, the PlayStation 4 enhanced version of Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus is coming to North America and Europe courtesy of Axis Games. Yay. Uh, they had originally announced a Vita release of the original Tokyo Xanadu, and that that's going to still happen apparently. The Vita game will be out first during summer 2017 in both regions. The PS4 EX Plus version coming in North America in fall and Europe in winter this year. Um, winter 2017, which of course gives them a span of five days. So I don't know how that will work. Well, I guess a span of nine days. So maybe it'll be winter 2018? I hate when people do those winter things. I don't know if they mean what they think they mean. All right. EX Plus versions also come to PC and Steam. Don't know when. And there'll be limited editions out. So what is Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus and why do we care? I don't remember. It's Falcom. Oh, okay. So we do care. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. that's so a Falcom RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh here's some buried lead here. There's some limited edition details. Um, let's see. If you get the Vita Collector's Edition, you get a Blade card game deck a 60-page art book, a collector's box, and a CD soundtrack, and a 5-inch deluxe Morimaru plush, which looks like a vegetable guy. I don't know what's going on with that. It's got a tree growing out of his head. And uh, it mentions on the box that the game is PlayStation TV compatible. If you wait and get the PS4 release, you get a CD soundtrack, a 60-page art book, a collector's box, a blade card game deck, and a 9-inch deluxe white shroud figure. Nowhere near as cute as the last, as the as the guy with the tree growing out of his head. So, (laughs) 
but uh, I guess it's a better version of the game that you're getting, so that's your that's your co- consolation. Cool. Uh, Atlas USA has made an announcement. They are bringing two titles in Aquaplus's Udaware Rumono series. Udaware Rumono Mask of Deception will be released for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. And its sequel, Udaware Rumono Mask of Truth, is following for the same platforms in summer. PS4 and Vita. All the North American versions and the European PS4 versions will be available physical and digitally, while the European Vita version will be digital only. Oh, here we go. Pronunciation help. Utaware Rumono. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what's this game about, Alex? It's basically it's an Aqua Plus tactical RPG, so it's like half visual novel, half tactical RPG. If oh. you played Tears to Tiara 2 was the same developer, so it's sort oh. of a bit like that in game? terms of... Yeah, this is a me game. Loads of plot. Loads of plot? All right. Yeah, loads of plot. Uh, is that plot in quotes? No. <laughs> no, I think that... No, no, it's actual plot, I think. <laughs> I'm Both games are visual novels slash strategy RPG hybrids following the adventures of Haku, who awakens on, awakens on a mountain having lost his memory. Haku is rescued by Kuon, a girl with animal ears and a tail. I like just animal ears. We won't even say which e- animal. Uh, and soon becomes dragged into the machinations of the nation of Yamato. Mask of Deception was originally released in Japan under the subtitle Itsuari no Kamen in 2015, while Mask of Truth released in Japan as Futari no Hakuro, Hakuoro in 2016. Woo! There you go. That doesn't explain it. I can't do anything better than that. Hey, Path of Exile is coming to consoles. Cool. Good for Coming them. to Xbox One. Uh, coming uh, 2017. But not PS4? It's coming to all, going to have all the expansion content and yeah, nothing about PS4. Sorry. That's No, I, I uh, that is to me a fascinating choice. Isn't it? I don't know if it's easier to, no, I don't know. No. I don't know why you would make that choice. There must be something going on, but... I mean, maybe they've gotten just a buttload of Xbox One requests and no PS4 requests. Uh, yeah, maybe they like the indie at Xbox program for some reason. I don't know. Um, <laughs> someone's got to. All right. <laughs> hey, Anna, why don't you do the honors of telling us about all the Fire Emblems? Oh, my gosh. There was a Fire Emblem Direct this week. Mm-hmm. All right. So... um. So we knew that they were going to talk about Fire Emblem Warriors. Because they announced it during the Switch thing. Well, they announced it during the Switch thing. And then when they did the announcement for the Fire Emblem Direct, they used the same shield that they used to announce Warriors in the in the Switch presentation. So Fire Emblem Warriors is coming out um, in 2018. It's going to be the first home console Fire Emblem no, since it's like... Not. Fire Emblem Warriors is the Musu one. Right. Sorry. Um, Correction. Fire Fire Emblem Warriors is coming to Switch. It's coming at the end of this year. And they also announced that it's coming to the new 3DS exclusively. Mm -hmm. So if you have an old 3DS. All right. And then they announced Fire Emblem Nintendo Switch. Now, a lot of people knew this was coming because people, like, poked into the the source code for, like, the presentation website, and there was, like, Fire Emblem uh, revelations for Nintendo Switch listed there. 
And so people were like, oh, I guess we're getting a Switch game. And people assumed it was going to be Revelations. And I was like, eh, that just sounds like someone got lazy and reused some old code. And yeah, someone got lazy and reused some old code. Completely new game. New story. No additional information other than it's going to be a 2018 title. And hey, don't forget, this is the first time in like 10 years that we've had a home console release. So yay, stop bugging them. <laughs> is kind of the impression that I got. Um, and then, oh my gosh, this came from nowhere! Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia. So this was originally released as Fire Emblem Gaiden in Japan. It was a Famicom game. It's kind of super different from the rest of the series because there's an overworld, you move along roads, there are dungeons you go into and you like wander around and there's enemies on the screen. But once you get into battle, it is more like a traditional Fire Emblem where you have like a small um, grid based screen and you move around and you have like the weapons triangle, et cetera, et cetera. And so basically the game follows two main protagonists. Um, Alma's a fighter. Uh, it's Celica, right? Someone yeah, I think so. Okay. Celica is a priestess, and basically there are kingdoms that are fighting each other because that's what they do in Fire Emblem. And um, surprise! North America and Europe for Nintendo 3DS on May 19th! May 19th! Yay! Um, so they haven't really elaborated on whether it's going to have the newer systems of um, like the Phoenix mode and stuff like that, or if it's going to stick to the original permadeath. So I am anxious to hear more about it. I already have it pre-ordered because no matter what, I'm going to play it. Um, and then uh, they finally elaborated on the Fire Emblem mobile game that they announced like a year ago. So Fire Emblem Heroes is the official name of the Fire Emblem mobile game. And basically it's kind of like Final Fantasy Record Keeper in structure in that you are summoning in heroes from past games and you are building sort of the dream team. And so um, what they've done is to make it mobile friendly and to ensure that um, play sessions are really short and manageable. The play area that you work on is a six by eight grid, so tiny. And there's touch controls or there's like traditional movement controls. Um, and it's really cool. It's really nifty. No, looking. it looks terrible. But it's a gotcha system, so we're really gonna have to wait. It's and see all about manipulating well you to priced. spend money to get your favorite Fire Emblem characters. You don't get to play on a real map. We don't. I hope. I really hope. Just because I'm just that much of a jerk, that when your characters die, you lose your gotcha characters. Nah, I don't. <laughs> <think> so. Permadeath. <laughs> Lose your $50 purchase. No, but I suspect no, there will be some sort of cooldown <laughs> on them so that they're not available for X amount of hours. But if you pay $0.99, cents, you can revive them I now. doubt it. Just... That's my guess. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's coming out February 2nd for iOS and Android. Yeah. Out very soon, and Anne's going to spend all her money on Fire Emblem Hero Rolls. Yeah, just deal with it. Just deal with it. How much money, how much more money have you spent than me on Final Fantasy? Do I play that anymore? You did. I stopped, though. Yeah, but you spent a lot of money on that game. Not uh, not as much as you think. Uh, but spent, more than me. I spent more on, well, whatever. doesn't matter. 
Uh, let's choose my le- let's uh, let's choose my uh, legend for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can go to what's the website that you can go to to vote since you have it open? Oh, uh, I'm authenticating with my okay. Events.fire-emblem-heroes.com/vote, and I'm sure there's a faster way to get there, but I don't know what it and is. And you can vote daily, and if you have an NID, you get silver coins for voting. And so, sadly, it sounds like this is going to be a Japanese-only collector's edition, but Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valentia has a collector's edition for the 3DS version in Japan, uh, which is the game, a Fire Emblem Zero TCG card for Ulm, um, the basically a season pass for the DLC, and um, a music CD from both Fire Emblem Echoes and then the original Fire Emblem Gaiden. Gaiden. So same game, but they've rearranged some of the music. So that's the limited edition. There's also a Valentia Complete Edition, which has the software, the Ohm card, the Celica card, which is a holograph, the season pass for DLC, the um, CD, an art book, and the Fire Emblem HD movie collection. Showcasing scenes from multiple Fire Emblem games. Yeah, Radiant Dawn, Awakening, Fate. Yeah, this ain't coming to the U.S. Yeah, which kind of makes me sad. Well, we don't know, I guess. But... Nah, th- there's no way this is coming over. Yeah. The The card doesn't make any sense for us. Yeah. So I wonder what we'll get. Probably nothing. Nothing? Yeah. I. You'll I... have your Fire Emblem and you'll like it. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of okay. None of this right. stuff's really jumping out at me. How about a the, new... The Blu-ray would be cool, but that would be the thing that I would expect the least to come. How about a new tactical RPG, Anna? Sure. What's it called? God Wars. Um... Decidedly ending the Fire Emblem block, we have news that Katokawa Games' tactical RPG God Wars Future Past will be coming out in North America on March 28th, European date March 31st. Wait, when's it coming out in Japan? It came out in Japan. No... Kadokawa Games' no. tactical RPG God Wars Future Past? Did it not go to Japan? What What are you asking me? I don't know. It's a game. It's a leading, it's a leading question. Okay. I'm confused, Anna. What yeah, are you asking it's... me? Is oh, that in Japan in April? Yeah. So, um, the Japanese version was delayed. Oh. So it's coming out here at the end of Wait, March. why is it coming out here first? Isn't Katakawa Games a Japanese company? Yes. What's yes. going on with this? This is weird. So why was the Japanese release date the one? I don't know. No, I'm asking Alex because clearly you're clueless. Why is it out in the know. US first and Europe first? I don't I know. Crazy stuff happens. All I'm right. really curious to hear the story behind this. I'm All right, looking so forward to Anna, to the, very quickly, I'm finding there are many tactile RPGs coming out this year. Uh-huh. You are going to have a problem. Why? Because you wanted to focus on your backlog this year. Yep. And all these new TRPGs are coming out. What are you going to do? Okay, that's what I thought. You don't know. All right. No, and this is... Uh, maybe I'll bring it up next podcast because it's something that I've been thinking about as I go on to play yet another 3DS game for this year. But I'll talk about it next week. I'll make a note to put it on the spreadsheet. <laughs> okay. You're getting PM'd. Yeah, I know. All right. 
Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo have announced they plan to have one last trial period for the upcoming action RPG Neo. This last chance trial will be active. Uh, it's active as of today and tomorrow. Uh, the demo is available to download ahead of time on the P- PlayStation Store. Uh, it features two missions, both of which will unlock content for the full game. And like uh, you get access to the Ogre's headgear, which will, while completing the trial, one mission gives you Ogre's headgear. The other one gives you Mark of the Conqueror and Mark of the Strong, which were previously available during last year's public alpha and beta. So um, if you're listening to this on January 23rd or later, yeah, it's too sorry. late. But yeah, sorry. that's okay. I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. Isn't the game coming out really soon? I don't know. Oh, right for yeah. February, I think. Yeah, early February. Yeah. February 7th here, February 8th in Europe. All right. If you have been playing Final Fantasy 15 and maybe put it down for a while. <clears throat> um, oh, this is not the link to what I thought it was. This is a link to the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, there is a, uh, there's the DLC that uh, they gave you in the holiday time included a pass to the Moogle Carnival. Well, that carnival now has dates. It's going to start... Uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on January 23rd. That's this Monday. Or 1 a.m. Um, GMT on January 24th. Uh, it allows you to visit Altissia, which has been decked out in a big Moogle Chocobo Carnival event thing. Um, you, The pass is free. If you haven't played, just go in, get the free Holiday Pack DLC. You'll get the pass for free. Um, if you bought the big Season Pack of a pass, of course, it's part of that as well. Um, and it ends... The, there's an end to this DLC. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's a that's kind of weird, but it ends on February 19th, 2017, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, or it's February 20th at midnight GMT. So if you uh, if you have interest in going to the Mughal Chocobo Carnival where you can dance with costumed Chocobos and costumed um, Mughals, um, you can uh, you, you could do that, and you better get on it before February 19th. So get on that. Also, you can go to the in-game Square Enix Cafe and eat fake food that's modeled after real-life fake food or re- fake real food or something like that. Yeah. It's it's like visiting Japan, except very much not. You want me to do this, right, Anna? I don't know. You don't care? Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to... See. I can get a really gaudy Chocobo shirt for, uh, for Noctis. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point... That's it will happen, and a new recipe will be discovered. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, next up, Long War 2 is a officially sanctioned mod for XCOM 2. It's now available to download for free through Steam Workshop. Uh, it's developed by Pavonis Interactive, which preview cre- previously created the Long War mod for XCOM Enemy Unknown and XCOM Enemy Within. It adds various new features and content to the game. Additions include a lengthier campaign that generally runs for 100 to 120 missions. New That's mission crazy. scenarios, a new soldier class, and a more strategic and adaptive AI component. This is not the mod for me. <laughs> I like to make the game easier, not harder. Um, but uh, if you've been waiting for that, and want a crazy experience for XCOM 2, it is out there now. Uh, it's one of my games from last year. That was a good game. Um, and then finally, more Final Fantasy XIV news. The Stormblood Collector's Edition has some details. Let's see. What do we got? We have... Uh, uh, I can't read this. It's all in Japanese. Uh, okay. 
Well, let's uh, let's go through it, I guess. You have. Uh, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da. Let's see if I can figure this out. There's so many things in these editions. So give me a second. I have to load up a bunch of pictures. Okay, first off, um, June 20th is when this comes out. Simultaneous release in Japan, North America, and Europe for Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood. Uh, da -da -da -da. There are three editions. The basic game, the online complete edition, and the online starter edition. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. It also includes Heaven's Word, apparently. For... Oh, boy. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, the Windows Collector's Edition, which I don't know how that compares to the other the three editions we just talked about. So there's the Windows Collector's Edition, which comes in two versions. A digital download for $59.99 or a physical version for $199.99. The Stormblood logo illustration graces the outside of the special art box containing the Collector's Edition items. In addition, the entire case is covered by a sleeve featuring an illustration by Yoshitaka Amano. Holy crap. Um, well, okay. There's a Windows Standard Edition that has a physical version and a digital download version. Um, the artwork is better in Japan, as usual. Um, there's a PlayStation 4 Collector's Edition, which is, again, 200 bucks North America or 60 bucks digital download. And same thing there. There's the Mac Edition. They don't show any pictures because it's only available digitally because screw you, Mac users. All right. They've got pictures of the Stormblood special art box if you get the collector's edition bonus. Um, additionally, in this $200 crazy edition, you get a Galvis figurine. It is 7 inches tall or 18 centimeters. It is exquisitely detailed. It looks amazing. Um, it must be what you're paying $200 for. Additionally, you get a hard-covered Stormblood art book, The Art of Eorzea Stormblood. You get a logo sticker cling which I guess is a removable sticker, but I don't know if that's what cling applies to me. It may not be removable, but it's a big logo. Looks cool. You get a cloth map. Very important. You get a cloth Yay! map of Eorzea that you map. can't use for anything, um, but it's cloth. Um, you get a silger mount in-game. So here we go. The in-game items you get even with the $60 version, the uh, the uh, the $60 collector's edition versions. You'll still get these in-game items. Um, the physical items are only in that $200 version. Uh, you get a wind-up Bart's minion. You get a chicken knife red mage weapon. And uh, that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's for the collector's edition, the physical items and the in-game items. And then there's also the online complete edition, which is if you don't have any versions of the game, you need this to get... Uh, if This will get you one purchase into all three expansions, or the base game and the two expansions, excuse me. So, for the online complete edition... It, this I love this. Just how confusing this is is amazing, I, and I like to revel in it. On Windows, there's a collector's edition digital download for $99.99 that includes the in-game bonus items from all three releases. So you get all the bonus items that you've been missing <laughs> that you never got because you never bought the game. Or there's a standard edition that's 60 bucks physically, 60 bucks digital download that doesn't have the collectible items, but it gets you all three versions of the game. <sighs> Goodness. On PS4... You get a digital download for 100 bucks that includes the bonus items for all three releases or 60 bucks for digital or physical standard edition. On Mac, not 100 bucks gets you the complete same thing. Same thing on Mac. And uh, that's how you get into the game. Uh, but if you don't want the online complete edition, there's the starter edition. And the starter edition is 
<laughs> the starter edition is the standard edition Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn, but with a new name. So this has none of the expansions, and it's going to be priced at 20 bucks on all the platforms, physical or digital. <sighs> Just leave that as it is. Um, here's some pre-order details. If you pre-order Stormblood by itself, I guess. Uh, let's see how that works. <laughs> uh, pre-order starts at uh, January 21st, 2017. Various times, depending on where you live, what region you're in. I don't care. Just January 24th is when you're going to be able to pre-order. Uh, pre-order bonus one is a wind-up red mage minion. minion. Pre-order bonus item two is an Alamegan earring. Pre-order item three is early access. Uh, Pre-ordering and registering a pre-order code will allow players to play during the early access period. That early access date is June 16th, which I guess is four days early. Um, Good for you. Uh, It talks about how codes get entered. We don't care. Um, Okay. If you have the PS3 version, there's an upgrade campaign, and you should go and you get upgraded, and I don't know if you have to pay money or not. It doesn't really explain it here, but there's... There's links if you go, let's say if you're in North America, you go to http colon slash slash sqex.to, Square Enix 2, sqex.to slash t8z. If you're in Europe, you go to slash vp8, capital V, capital P, 8. If you're in Japan, you go to slash capital E, lowercase d, lowercase s. Oh my gosh, this is great. Uh, and then, oh, they have a Q&A section. All right. Let's see if... Uh, the anticipated all right will i be able to go to alamigo once i buy the expansion you must complete certain quests from patch 3.5 series before you can head to alamigo so there you go get through the 3.5 stuff will i be able to become a red mage once i buy the expansion you'll be able to accept the quest to unlock red mage regardless of quest progression as long as your character has a level 50 discipline disciple of war or magic class job so get get to level 50 then you can unlock red mage I play on Windows and PS4. What do I need to purchase? You will need to purchase both the Windows and PS4 versions of Stormblood. If you would like the exclusive bonus items from the Collector's Edition, you can get them from either the PS4 or Windows version. You don't need both. Um, Stormblood must be installed to access the new areas. When switching to a platform that doesn't have Stormblood, make sure not to log out in one of the new areas, as it'll be imposs- it will not be possible to log in on your copy of the game that doesn't have the expansion registered. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Will the bonus items be distributed to a single character or all characters on an account? Bonus items will be distributed to all characters on an account. Furthermore, any new characters will get them too. Okay. Will there be a digital collector's edition upgrade option to to receive the collector's edition in-game items? Yes, there will be. All right. I have a friend that is considering starting the game. We would like to head over to Alamigo together. What do they need to purchase? If you would like to play Stormblood together in the early access period, please have them purchase the current all-in-one package, Final Fantasy XIV Online, and have them pre-order Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood. Also make sure to help them complete the patch 3.5 series before June. And there you go. I hope that made something clear to you because I have no idea what we just talked about. There's a video. There's crazy stuff. This is all on the Lodestone, the heaven, the Final Fantasy XIV forums. Um, you can go read more on it there and try to be unconfused. Um, good luck. Ugh. And with that, we have a Kickstarter check-in. Beep, 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 beep. By the way, I love how the two 14 players said nothing during that whole thing. That's because we already know what we're doing. Do, what are you... <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Yes. After all that, did any of it make sense to you? Yes. What, how much... Oh, are, are you, you buying the $200 Crazy Physical Edition? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's $200. So what are you doing? What? How much are you spending? Because I still don't know how much it costs just to get Stormblood. 
it's like standard new game price, I think. So it's six. It's sixty bucks just for Stormblood. Okay, that was somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll trust you. <laughs> kind right. of implies that we kind of implies that we care. You know, you know what they say about what MMO expansions. You know. People who enjoy the MMO will probably buy the expansion. Yeah, you know, that's, that's generally how it works. All right. Anyways, I need to make a phone call. One second. All right, bye. Kickstarter check-in. Undungeon. German developer Laughing Machines has launched a Kickstarter called Undungeon. Let's go check out their page. Um, it's a pixel art action RPG with rogue, rogue-like elements, they claim. Uh, what else they say? Okay. So it's an ARPG. Oh, I'm sorry. That's loud. Let me fix that. All right, they have uh, they have a goal of fifty three thousand. They're at forty five thousand. It's in a different currency. What is this? Um, oh, euros. Okay, fifty thousand euros. They're real close to it. They got twenty two days to go. Um, let's see. What do you do? All right, if you want to get in early, they still have some of these left for ten euros or more, which is about eleven U.S. dollars. You get early bird. You become part of the shift. You receive a digital copy of the game on its final release, PC, Mac, Linux, and you get digital wallpapers. Ooh. So that's pretty good. If you miss the early bird, it'll be 15 euros to get in. Um, and if we go all the way up to the crazy expensive for 7,500 euros, which is about 7,956 US dollars, you get a unique opportunity to become part of the shift and decide how the cataclysm will affect the new world. Meet the freaks behind Undungeon. Everything you have on all the other rewards. Plus, you get to visit Germany and Ukraine. Enjoy your hospitality. We will cover reasonable travel and accommodation costs. That is so dangerous for them to say that. <laughs> okay. So this is one of the first ones I've ever seen where they will cover the travel costs. It cover it includes two digital copies of Undungeon, a digital art book, an MP3 soundtrack, Kickstarter clu- exclusive artifacts, upgrades, and character skins, a signed Undungeon poster, an Undungeon sweater. Yes, you get a sweater for your seventy five hundred dollars. Digital wallpapers, papers, and LP Undungeon OST. So I guess that's on vinyl. Um, Let's see. From Stone from the Sky. You meet the freaks behind Undungeon in the the visit they mentioned and printed artwork. Woo! Delivery estimated in September of 2018 for that. For must be one of the pieces. It's going to take a while. March 2018 is when they're guessing the game will come out. It's Kickstarter. Don't count on it. Oh, wait. January 2018 is when they're guessing the game will come out. Don't count on it. It's Kickstarter. Uh, they are greenlit or they're getting greenlit. Let's see. Are they greenlit? Um... They are, they are up for green lighting. So go check that out. It is uh, Undungeon, U-N-D-U-N-G-E-O-N. Go say, see if it's something you want to support, because I don't know. That's that's up to you. All right. Now it's time to look at our briefs. Wait. Harvest Moon Skytree Village gets a DLC Bachelor and a DLC Bachelorette. Anna, do you want to expand on that? Cause... Um, they're coming out on the 24th. Oh, that's very soon. Yep, Tuesday. So is this free DLC or you got to pay for it? Nope, two ninety nine each. Two ninety nine each. Yeah, so each one is a bachelor, a, a bunch of new quests, and then uh, a decoration for your farm. And the Harvest Sprite statue pack is free of charge. It looks like. Yep. If you just want the decoration. No. Oh. Different decoration. Different decoration. Okay. Lots of DLC coming out. Lots of DLC. Yeah. Okay. That one's later though. Oh, is it? All right. Yeah, I think that's in February. Uh, if you have uh, set your sights on the other farming RPG, uh, Story of Seasons Trio of Towns takes root in North America on February 28th, 2017. And uh, no announcement for Europe. No announcement for Europe. But they did show off DLC where you can dress up as Peach, Luigi, Mario, or Toad. 
And no Hamtaro. No Hamtaro? No Hamtaro. Uh, was there supposed they, to be Hamtaro? Yeah, there's Hamtaro in the Japanese version. But not in ours? Oh, lame. That's Licensing lame. issues. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, Knights of Azure 2 has a release date in Japan. It is now just 2017. <laughs> because it was going to be in February, but it's being delayed. Sorry. This is the second delay for Knights of Azure 2, if you're following along at home. Um, it's still coming to both PS4 and Vita, but we don't know when. NIS America has some details for characters in Operation Babel. Um, and you can go check that out. They, we've got Basically, it's like eight screenshots that show some details on the characters. So if you've been following that game closely, you can go check it out and see some details on the characters in the game you'll be playing as. Uh, Behold Studios, uh, the people who make Knights of Pen and Paper and Chroma Squad, which are both good games, uh, they announced Galaxy of Pen and Paper. It's Knights of Pen and Paper in space. So that makes sense that they make a third game in that series, right? So, and I don't know what's going on. Some horse is getting abducted into space. Okay. And I don't know what's happening. It's a completely new game. Sci-fi setting. Explore this galaxy. They actually have nothing to show of it in this trailer yet. So um, They say it's going to have spaceship battles, a new combat system, planetary exploration, stories with multiple decisions, and other new features. That could be awesome. It's supposed to be out this year on PC, Mac, and Linux. Mordheim, City of the Damned. That's the game Chris wants to get into because he's played the actual physical version of it but never really got into it. Um, They're going to, uh, the people who made that are going to make a new game uh, called Necromunda Underhive Wars for PC and consoles. This game is an officially licensed adaptation of Warhammer 40,000 strategy tabletop game, uh, Necromunda. And uh, just like how the last game was a, you know, adaptation of a, of an actual physical game, Mordheim City of the Damned. So, uh, Necromunda is set in the Underhive, the depths of a massive hive city. It's host to numerous gangs who fight each other for control, um, and I'm sure it'll be probably pretty similar to how the last game worked. But, uh, I don't know. I haven't played Necromunda, so we'll see. And there you go. Uh, now it's time for our favorite segment of the show, Anna. We have a Vikings Wolves of Midgar trailer, an Excel World versus Sword Art Online trailer, The Witch and the Hundred Knights Two Ugh, trailer, Atelier Shelley Plus launch trailer, Persona Five Dungeons trailer, and a soundtrack sample. Boom, boom, boom. We were listening to it today, and I was like, "This is definitely Persona music. Why don't I recognize it?" Yeah, uh, Super Robot Wars V trailer. Uh, Digimon World Next Order gameplay. Trailer. A Call of Cthulhu. Trailer. A Torment Tides of Numenera combat. Trailer. And that's it for trailers. Alice. Alice, be proud of Chris. Why? Because he, he called v? it Super Robot Wars V. Yeah, because Alex made that easy for me. He wrote V in there. Thank you, Alex. You All did right. good. So we asked a question. We asked if you were going to buy or pre-order a Switch, right? Yeah. I was dumb, and I realized that I forgot to check the mail. 
I checked the podcast uh, thread, though. So first off from Shaman, he says, I'll be buying a Switch because, well, I'd lose one of my gigs if I didn't. He's over at Nintendo World Report. So. <laughs> the pricing is crazy, not just for the system, but the accessories. A second set of Joy-Cons is $100 here. Um, See, I... Oh, which is yeah, Canada. that's, that's kind of crazy. It is crazy. Um, he's cool with the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild and surviving on Bomberman, Satsuna, and other eShop surprises for a couple of months. Oh, Bomberman... I don't know. It didn't look good at the event, but no, maybe it'll I mean, turn out okay. No, I mean, my my objection to Bomberman is completely the price. And so... Uh, I don't think it's... Here's the dilemma with with launch pricing. Is every game is going to be expensive. But the problem is, is it's like... I don't want to spend $50 on Bomberman. I want to spend... $40 on Bomberman. So do I buy it on Amazon Prime? Because we have like a ton of credits because that's where I do like my work stuff is like on our Amazon Prime card. So we get lots of kickback for it. Or do I stick to my guns and say, no, $50 is too much. Wait until it drops to 40 Also, the credit you think you're accruing, Anna, it just it's automatically applied to our statement balance. Oh. There's no savings account of credit that you're building up. Oh. Sorry. That's not as fun. That's on the other Amazon card. Oh. So you could switch to using that card if you'd like. We actually earn the same amount back now. They changed it. <laughs> so there's no point to having the store card anymore. It's so stupid. Credit but this cards was like dumb. the whole point of having the store I know. Card. was the extra credit. Was now, the extra... <sighs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I am so torn about it because I do want to play it. I just... And I know why they price it that way, because they're going to have, you know, all of these early adopters that are desperate for games and they'll pay just about anything to get a launch title. And so they do need to capitalize on those people. But do I want to be one of those people? Am I okay with that? I don't know. I've been okay with that for some other. What systems. are you complaining about? I don't even. I've lost track of what you're complaining about. Bomberman. Oh, stop Bomberman. Is, it's going to be terrible. Don't worry about it. Bomberman's 50 bucks. Yeah, don't pay it. Wait for it to go on sale when people realize it's terrible. What are but you worried about? Because I love Bomberman. Yeah, okay. When's the last Bomberman you played, Anna? N64. Yeah, okay. So you've already skipped like a billion of them. I well, think you can keep doing it. they went 3D and they weren't as good. Well, what do you think this is? It's not quite 3D. Uh-huh. They didn't... <sighs> How about we take out our copy mm -hmm. of Sega Bomberman and just play that? Okay. Did, you pre Did you pre-order Puyo Puyo Tetris? No, we have it. Yeah, but I want to support the North American version. You know what? Someone else can support it. We have to spend our money on other things. Mm. We are not a charity for the development of video games. <laughs> Sorry. You can start a foundation after I'm president sometime, all right? Can you be president, please? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're more qualified. <laughs> all right. Victor says, I will probably buy a Switch at some point, but most likely not for at least a year. I just bought a Wii U a few months ago and still have several Wii U games to play through, not to mention the entire rest of my backlog. I'm tempted to try Dragon Ball Fusions based on Anna's recommendation, but I really want to finish Dragon Ball Attack of the Saiyans first. Plus, Dragon Quest VIII may or may not pull, put all my other RPGs on hold for a while. And then Jay Scarp wrote in and said, I don't know what I'm going to do about the Switch. I have one pre-ordered right now, but I know that with Mass Effect coming out in March and Persona 5 following in early April, I wouldn't play it much. I have to wait till Christmas and thereby avoid the temptation by the launch games that I won't play much. But that would involve rationality winning over, ooh, shiny. 
I feel you there. All right, with that, let's wrap up this show with our new game releases. First off, this week there are three like serious RPGs coming out that you need to consider. All right, is everyone paying attention? Yes. All right. First off, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue is coming out on the PS4 on January 24th. Did we pre-order that? I thought you said serious RPGs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'll check the orders later, Anna. Probably. Um, Additionally... Tales of Bersitis, uh, Tales of Berseria is coming out for PS4 and PC on January 24th. Alice, are you getting the English version of that, or did you already play it in Japanese? Uh, English version of? Tales of Berseria. Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, you're going to get... Did you already play it, though? Yes. But you're going to play it again? Buying it PC. That's the main difference here. What PC. is the difference, though? Like, why do you want to play it on PC so much? PC. <laughs> That's not an answer. It is. You're going to have to deal with it. And yes, Anna, we do have Kingdom Hearts showing up on Tuesday. Okay. Hashtag PC Master Race. All right. We had a couple people respond on Twitter, and I feel lame because I didn't write down their names, but I know we had, I think, five people answer, and two of them were yes. Two of them were like, yes, pre-ordered. Two of them were like, no, let it die in a fire. And one person's like, I haven't decided yet. So if you were one of those people, thank you for tweeting us. And I'm sorry I'm a dick and didn't write down your names. Okay. Um, oh, did Alice leave? What? She said BRB. No. There are things in here that are directly for her. <laughs> All right. First off, I'm going to go through the Steam releases this week. There, I found five relevant games for RP Gamers coming out on Steam Did you mention week. the last? What? The last game. I'm sorry? You didn't mention the third game. Oh, Yakuza 0 is coming out to PS4 on January 24th, and there's a review up already. Sam liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are the three big ones, Kingdom Hearts, Tales, and Yakuza. So um, get on that. If you still have time or none of those float your boat, over on Steam, there's a tactical RPG coming out called Hellenica Tactics um, coming out in January 23rd. So that's a full-on TRPG um, with, like, isometric views and all that stuff and people who turn into giant badgers or bears or something which looks amazing um so you can go figure out what's going on with that um and let's see we have uh lords of new york this is not an rpg specific like directly it's kind of the way they describe it is a poker game where you cheat at cards. It's got RPG like skills where you can cheat your way to victory against exciting and hilarious characters. So you're playing poker and then using your RPG skills and cheating and winning at cards. So that sounds cool if you like playing card games with RPG type stuff in them. Um, Queen of Thieves, which sounds like a game for Anna Marie. Let me explain this one to you. Okay. Um, It's uh, coming out January. It's out now. came out yesterday. Uh, Play as Joanne, Kira, and Thalia in this dating sim slash RPG. Explore the catacombs and do robberies across the town of Accra. Meet six characters for a total of 12 possible different romances. So it's a dating sim RPG (laughs) where you also do robberies. So figure that one out. Um, I don't know how the writing is, if it's any good or not, but... uh, obviously these things live or die by that but uh you could check that out if you're into kind of visual novel rpg mashups all right um let's see we have sorry just checking to see if uh yeah all right so alice are you into queen of thieves digital novel slash uh, dating slim rpg no 
No. Okay. <laughs> There's Superstone Legacy, which they describe as a bullet hell hack and slash action RPG that will kill your friends and family. Uh, you select a hero and battle your way through monster bosses, avoid deadly traps, and slay hordes of minions. Um, some of you fail. Can you destroy the superstones? And it's got a bunch of crap going on, in the, and you can level up things and all that stuff. So go check that out. It's very pixely arty. Um, and then The Legend of Dark Witch 2 is out, or coming out. Uh, oh, it came out yesterday. Uh, created by any game company Inside System in 2014, The Legend of Dark Witch 2 is a 2D action story sequel to the legend of dark witch oh i didn't mean to keep this on here this is a 2d action game sorry that's not an rpg ignore the legend dark witch 2 all right alice i got two games on here that might be up your alley and if not they might be up alex's alley so the first one is decapo 3r or decapo 3r this is a tale of love romance and friendship blooming as winter turns to spring enter weathervane a magic school beneath the city of london where kiyotaka and others weave the tales of their lives um this is full-on visual novel stuff with, with dating elements and steamy naked pictures of girls. So um, it's one of the longest visual novels released in English so far, according to the people who make it. 80 hours of different scenes with a wide array of characters. So who's into the visual novels? Well, all of us are. All of you are, and you're why? all not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, I am, but pass on that one. Why, why pass on this one? Uh, it doesn't seem like one I'd be interested in. Why not? You don't like magical girls going to school under London? Mm, not particularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need in your visual novels? Well, at least be somewhere like Rome. Somewhere like Rome. Okay. Yeah, that, that, London's terrible. So, so you don't want to be in London, even if it's magical underground London. All right. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Alice, you into DC 3R? No, I don't really care for it. All right. You actually know the series, though? No. Oh, okay. All right. How about this one for you? Do you like 4X games, Alex? Alice? Anybody? Stars well, and Shadow. Yes, it's but... a Stars and Shadow, a turn-based 4X strategy game with a vivid tribute to, vivid tribute to John Rachak. Classics. Compete with alien factions to explore and colonize nearby star systems. Build fleets to defend against rivals. Negotiate or conquer them. Win by unifying the galaxy through diplomacy or force. So it sounds like a 4X game. It's got space dragons, though, and that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, but Stellaris already has those. Oh, so because of Stellaris, you don't need any other 4X games? Nope. Okay. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Space dragons, space snakes, space seahorses. There you go. Space people. Um. All right, then for Anna, I've got two games. Woo-hoo. Games, Steam. games, games. The first up is called The Wardrobe, inspired uh, by 90s classics such as Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, Tony Tough, and Sam and Max at the Road. The Wardrobe has a strong sense of humor, but isn't shy about dealing with mature and non-politically correct themes. Uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game. Yeah, I don't know. That description does not make me jump up and down. Why is that? It sounds like they're trying too hard, honestly. Okay. And then Memoranda. That sounds like a visual novel. It, Memoranda is a 2D point-and-click adventure game oh. inspired by author Haruki Murakami's surreal short stories. The game tells the story of a young lady who gradually realizes that she is forgetting her own name, but is she really losing her memory? So um, I don't know what's going on in this one, but it's a point-and-click Do adventure game. Do you recognize game. that name, Alice? Um, I do. Oh. What, Murakami? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, famous author. Okay. Yeah, stuff like Norwegian Wood, I think, is one of the famous ones. So, those are 2D point-and-click adventure games that neither of us recognize. Okay, so... There, I've I've whittled down the release list to just RPGs and stuff that people on the show might care about. And what do they, what do they give me? A bunch of crap back. All I know is someone's buying Tales of Berseria, and beyond that, I don't know if anything's going on. All right. So now I ask you. Now that you know what's coming out this week, Alex Fuller, what are you playing? Um, well, Final Fantasy fourteen. No, of course. And I'll probably start a visual novel, but I haven't figured out which one yet. No, DC three R? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Alice Wilkinson, what will you be playing? Uh, probably more 14, maybe some more warships. I give up. Anna Marie, what will you be playing? Dragon Quest Day. Uh-huh. And I'll be playing the Wind Waker HD. <laughs> <laughs> All these new games coming out finally, and then we're not going to touch them. <laughs> yeah, I'll be moving on next week. All right. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. At this point, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Alex, Alice, Anna Marie, and you, dear listener. Thank you, Dale North, for the music, and Kelly Ryan for the artwork for the show. We need um, a question of the week. I don't have a question of the week. Guys, what's our question of the week? What's the next RPG that you're actually going to play that's coming out? I think it's Actually, um, that's March. a pretty good one. Yeah. What's the next RPG? Yeah, there's that a load of stuff coming out in the next couple of months. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it started this week, but apparently nobody cares about this week's games. So apparently, Murakami is like a very famous name in literary fiction. Mm-hmm. And Seraphim Kitten says I would not like all of her works because <laughs> Kafka on the Shore has a lot of cat death. Aww. All right. Uh, if you'd like to send in feedback for the show so that you can be mentioned in our feedback section, there's three ways to do it. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. You can also call us at 608-729-4098. And finally, you can post on the message boards at forums.rpgamer.com. Go to latest updates. There'll be a show thread. You post it right in there. Um, with that, I want to thank everybody. Remind you, we are live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Uh, go to the website. Go to RP Gamer, participate, post in the forums, tell us more what you want to see from the site, um, and uh, let's make this place better and and more for you, and let's have a good community of RPG players. Yay! Um, yay. There's some positive thoughts to end the week. Um, yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. I think we're going to call it, unless a- Alice or Alex have some closing thoughts they want to share. This is your op-ed time, if you'd like it. Nah, I already spent a lot of time talking about Final Fantasy XI. All right. Eerie on ice. That's is a weird. Good. What's weird? That's birds. Yeah. I'm looking at a bird through my window, so that's funny that you say that. Okay. Birds are weird. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Till then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.